All right, welcome back to the Talk is Cheap with Aaron Rivera podcast. Like always, I'm your host, Aaron Rivera, and today we have with us uh, my brother, my other brother, I guess I'll say, because uh, I had Kenny on uh, my second podcast already. Uh, we have with us Chris Rivera. And uh, right before we start, guys, I'm going to do this real quick. Uh, if you haven't already checked out repsports.com, check it out now. Use my promo code Talk is Cheap podcast for 15% off your entire purchase. There is no purchase minimum. Uh, you can check it out right now. Check out their their wide variety from their Raise Energy drinks to their protein powders, their weight loss supplements, energy and focus supplements, the whole nine. Check it out. Like I said, use promo code Talk is Cheap Podcast for fifteen percent off your entire purchase today. All right. Like I said, we have today with us Chris Rivera, um, someone who was highly talented uh, growing up with baseball, um, and I got a lot for this podcast today. So. Chris, how you doing, man? Doing great, man. How you doing today? Uh, here. Here now. Yeah. We've been trying to do this uh, for over a month now. Um, we're recording this on Sunday, February 21st, um, and we were actually supposed to record on Friday, and uh, things just didn't work out. So here we are, and uh, let's jump right into it. So you started playing baseball when? Um, I guess the earliest I... I feel like I can remember is like four years old. Um, it's it's weird. You like sometimes remember little things, little bits and pieces from when you're young. And I remember at four years old, just hitting uh, a little plastic ball with a little plastic bat, and, and our dad just throwing it back and forth. And he he went over to our mom and was like, "Hey, I need you to come over here and check this out, dude. <laughs> like this this is different. Like she's like, oh what? He's swinging the bat. Like let's go. Like, come on. And he's like, three no, no, no. four is swinging the bat. He's like, no, no, no. Look at no, it's different. Like you can't just teach this so it was you know that's like i guess like the earliest memory yeah um so you know obviously you can't i don't really think you remember at three or four years old but as you started to get older was baseball something that you were like okay like i'm good at it or was it something that you wanted to keep doing i feel like i liked it a lot i don't i don't want to say loved yet because uh i, I still i liked video games i liked other things i liked school at some to some to some degree but uh i felt like i was good but it's weird sometimes i look back and other people tell me better or other people tell me that i was really good rather than myself telling me that i was pretty good so um sometimes it's nice hearing it from a different perspective yeah well we'll, we'll get into that because i have a couple questions about that later um so you obviously start with t-ball um I always look at T-ball. I mean, it's it's this big mosh pot of kids running around, uh, chasing after a ball. It's a lot like soccer when they're kids. They're just they see the ball, they run after it, um, and then you progress. So now you're playing little league. Uh, what was the little league experience for you like? Because I feel like even at such a young age, you were being told like you're you're this, you're that. You were doing travel ball. What nine years old? Yeah, I think uh, so. Playing with like eleven year olds on eleven U teams, twelve U teams. You were always about two years younger than your competition level. So at what what at kind of what point did you start to realize, okay, like it's more than just a game at this point for me? Uh, I think a little bit in little league, uh, just because there was a there was a time where I was doing really well and you know everybody wanted me on their team. They wanted to do the little draft and have me on their team, and then if I didn't get on their team, they wanted me out of the league. So. Uh, you know, it was like, if they can't have me, nobody can. Um, and it was cool. It was cool to be wanted. And um, But uh, I, I think in Little League, I kind of found out, found out that I was pretty good at baseball. And then on the travel ball side, uh, it was cool, too, because it was a whole different game, different players. Guys were better. But I was still I was still able to play at a high level, no matter if they're a year or two older than me. So I guess Little League and, and travel ball is when I found out that I could do this. I can you know, at a high level. Yeah. And obviously with, with our family, it's a little bit more, you, when you do things, you're competitive and it, it doesn't matter what we're doing. We're always competitive. So when you're playing little league, um, and guys are literally throwing at you, you know, and, and there was an episode that it happened. Um, but guys are throwing at you, they're throwing behind you. How did you have to take it as, you know, cause what's the, the cutoff for little league, like 12? Yeah, I think right? so. 12 you stop playing after twelve. Yeah, that's so stop. yeah. So what? How is it that you're? Yeah, let's just say our family family's pretty hot headed at this point. Like, how did you have to take that as a nine, ten year old being thrown at 
um, not really being pitched to. Um, and was that kind of was that kind of the reason why you were thrown into travel because you weren't getting opportunity? I found it funny more than anything. Like, like people were really getting upset at twelve year old kids because the know, parents, the parents, yeah, the parents are getting upset at twelve year old kid because he's you know getting doubles, hitting. I'm sorry, hitting doubles, hitting home runs off of their kid, and and they feel like the only way they can stop me or you know can contain, I guess, is is throwing at me. And I just thought I just thought it was funny because it's like. At the end of the day, it's a game. You know, like we're 12 years old. We're all just having fun, you know, catching baseballs, hitting baseballs. And to have somebody want to do that to, you know, possibly hurt me, it was like, it was almost funny. And I didn't have to say anything. Like, obviously, you saw it. Our dad saw it. He would say something. Our mom. So, it was like, I didn't really have to say anything. Like, it, it is what it, it, it was what it was when it happened. And, you know, I, I like I said, I found it funny more than anything. But how how was the translation going back to like being friends with the other kids, and I because I'm assuming at that point it's like okay you don't you don't really understand to an extent what's going on but their parents do, um, and some parents more than others like live down the street from us or whatever so it was kind of hard to like tell with that how was it like going to just to to your friends and knowing that like hey did you literally try to take my head off but you know I'm supposed to be okay with it you know how what was that like. Uh, it was honestly like the next day I would see them at school. We went to school with a couple of them and they'd be like, Hey man, I'm sorry. Like that, you know, I was wasn't told, his fault. Yeah, yeah. I was told to do it. Like, and I was like, dude, like not a big deal at all, man. We're still friends. And it's funny. Some of those guys still hit me up to this day, like on Facebook or Instagram on a, on a DM or something like that. And they're like, yo man, how's it going? What are, what are you up to? Let's hang out soon. So, you know, I never, never held a grudge against them. So um, it never affected anything. No, not, 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 not at all actually. Okay. Um, so you're out of Little League, you're playing travel. Uh, this is basically seventh and eighth grade. Um, because they don't, you know, in junior high school, they don't, they don't allow team sports, whatever. So you're playing travel. What's, what was it like, um, kind of going from travel to JOs, um, doing that stuff? And, and was it, was it cool? I mean, it obviously was cool at the time, but was it like, okay, it's just scaring me that it's preparing me for something different. It was it was extremely cool. I got to play with a lot of guys that were, uh, you know, at a higher level than I was at the time, but I could still compete with. And you know, we were friends. And, and you know, if, when we talk about JOs, JOs is 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 a different animal, man. Like Junior Olympics, so yeah. that's what JOs is. Yeah, different animal. You go out there, and that's that's the best in the country. And you know, you're competing against you know it's each best other. in the world. Yeah, best yeah. in the world. Yeah, exactly. I mean. Francisco Lindor is, you know, I'll name drop a little bit. Francisco Lindor is one of the guys that I played with, and I was competing against him. And, you know, to have him as a friend, as a mentor a little bit was, like, crazy because it's like, oh, my gosh, this guy's 16 years old. I'm 14 years old, and he's he's teaching me everything he knows, and I'm still learning. And it's funny that a 16-year-old kid could be a mentor to a 14-year-old kid. Yeah. But that's what it was. It was yeah. cool, man. And so, then, you, yeah, you see him, obviously, you see him now. So uh, how many gold, gold medals did you win? I ended up winning three. Mm-hmm. Three, one in Taiwan, uh, one in Guatemala, and then one in um, Ecuador. And and so when you win it, when you win a gold medal, um, obviously not, the the majority, the vast majority of us aren't going to win gold medals in our lives. Um, granted, it's a JO gold medal, but it, you know you're going to hold it to a standard. Well, you know what? A lot of people don't have this. Um, when you won that, what you know? Obviously, you're basking in the glory of it. But like I said, what did it tell you going forward? Like, did you feel the pressure moving forward? Did it was it something that you were like, hey, you know what? This is a little nerve wracking. I'm not sure how to take it. And now moving forward, it's like okay, it's either failure or success. It's fifty fifty at this point. Well, what did what was going through your mind after that? Yeah, it's funny. Like I I wouldn't say it's you know the gold medals that I won were like any anywhere near like what you would expect an Olympic uh, gold medal to be, but. To still be playing against you know Cuba and, and Mexico and all that, it still felt it still had the, still had the same uh, sense of like you know accomplishment behind it, but um but yeah I mean, I was I was nervous going into that kind of stuff and when you made the team, when you when you start competing against those guys it becomes a little easier because, you know you know what to expect a little more so you know after the first time I got to play Team USA it was like okay I know what to expect a little bit. Um, I know what I'm getting into. Let me go ahead and prepare a little bit better in the off season or, you know, my high school season. So, um, you know, going into that, I had a little more expectation, you know, for myself to. We well, had a little. You had a lot more riding on you. Yeah, a little from bit. From, from the outside perspective, 
Um, you know, I would always hear, I would hear that people knew your name and not, un- not people not understanding that I was your brother at the time. So I hear all these things. And to me, it's just like, oh, that's my brother. But if it were someone else, you'd be like, oh, like, who is this guy? This guy must be, this guy. you were like, uh, you were uh, like a rock star kind of in, in that baseball, in the Orange County baseball world. Everybody knew your name and you weren't even in high school yet. And what was that kind of like? And, 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 and my next question is going to kind of, kind of be going off this, but what was that like in that sense? Like, you know, you, not that you were, I mean, you were getting out, you were getting asked to sign autographs at 13, 14 years old, not even in high school yet. So what, kind of, what was that like? Well, it was kind of weird because like these guys were still my friends. Like, you know, I'll tell you a funny story, Scott and then Nate Allen, um, you know, they were really good baseball players when they were young, too. Like, you know, the same caliber of player that I was. But for some reason, when I, like, you know, showed up to their team or or played catch with them or just kind of was in the same area with them, they were like, holy smokes, I got to step my game up. And they'll tell you the same thing. They'll, they'll tell you the same exact thing. Um, so for them to, like, kind of see me in that light. Look was, at you differently. Yeah, it was kind of weird because I was like, dude, you guys are still my friends. Like, yeah. You know, I'm, I, I, I might be good at baseball, but, dude, I, I could care less about baseball. Right this second, you're just my friend. But but was there someone that you did that with too? Where you're like, whoa, you're this guy. You're that like, whoa, I know we're friends, but like I got to step it up now too. Because when you look at it that way, it's like, okay, you kind of understand what they were saying. Was there someone like that for you? Yeah, I, I'll say like two people probably. Uh, there's a, you know, J.P. Crawford, he's the shortstop for the Mariners right now. Gold um, glove winner, right? Gold glove winner, yeah, last year. Just unreal, picking at a shortstop. And then... Um, and then Jeremy Martinez, he's a modern-day guy. He went to USC, drafted by the Cardinals as well. Uh, it was like, you know, man, like, I hear about these guys all the time. This is kind of nuts that I get to play with these guys. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, to some degree, I'm sure, they, I'm sure they were just the same way. Oh, dude, we're just boys. Like, yeah. we're just turning two. We're just playing catch. So it was weird to think about kids that way or think about other teammates that way. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's the way it was because yeah. everybody was legit. So now you see it from that perspective. Exactly. Where, yeah. So... Okay, so now you're now so you're going into high school, um, and like I said, you had all this pressure on you. What was that kind of like? And and so now I guess the question is going to be asked: What was it like to not really kind of live, you know, the the life that you wanted to live? You know, as far as like, hey, you know what? I just want to be kind of be a teenager. I want to go hang out with my friends. I want to do, you know, not doing stupid shit, but you just kind of want to have fun. You kind of want to be able to go out to a movie theater and kind of you know, be let off a leash a little bit? What was that kind of like? And what was it like handling the pressure and dealing with basically that society? Yeah, I mean, it was tough. Like I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to go to the movies. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to hang out with girls. I wanted to do all this, but, uh, you know, we lived with him. Our dad, he was, you know, super strict for a good reason. You know, he, he lived a different life than we did and he saw things happen in his life. So um, there, there's certain things he didn't want us to do. And I get it. Like it took me a long time to understand it and understand why, like, I can't just go hang out with my friends. Um, but for you, yeah, for me, for me. Yeah, I guess. Um, so it was a little tough for me to understand when I was, you know, 15, 16 years old. It's like, dude, can I just please go out and do whatever I want right now? And I'm not gonna do anything dumb, but yeah. So, cause, cause, so now my, my, you know, what I'm going to say next is we had a little bit of a rocky situation, me and you with in high school, it wasn't always, you know, roses and dandelions i honestly can't remember like how many times we would sleep in the same room or be kind of in the same house together um through those four years because it was so rocky but when you know i guess my next question is were you ever envious that i was kind of off the leash as much that i was and did you ever look at it as like hey man like like why is it that i'm doing all the things i'm supposed to be doing i'm i'm have my reputation i'm doing it but i can't do what I guess my little brother's doing. What did you Um, see that like? I mean, I wouldn't say envious. I'd just be, you know, a little more like, okay, well, uh, I get why. You know, like, I don't know. I don't think I was ever jealous or envious because you're still my little brother. It's not like, you know, you get, it's not like he's doing whatever he wants. You're still being responsible. It's not like you're doing anything out there that I wouldn't be able to do. It's just, I need, you know, I was told, hey, we're going to go hit and said, hey, you can go hang out with your friends. So, um, and, 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 you know, to this day, I still, still like think you know what, probably could have had a little more fun, but still envious. I don't know if that'd be the word, jealous or anything like that. I just think, you know, um, maybe every now and then would have been would have been cool instead yeah. of every you know once a month, and, you know. So that's that's where I sit with that, I guess. Yeah. Um. So, 
so now we talk about, you know, you were, you were, you just, you were, you basically were just pushing, pushing, pushing to, to always strive for perfection, um, and this and that. So that work ethic, what did it teach you and how did it mold you to who you are now? Um, I guess the most thing that taught me, man, was, you know, nothing is really ever, like nothing's given to you. You know, it's, it's, you, you, you would think. Even for you with your reputation and how it was, you don't think it was. Oh, no, it was like that. not one bit, man. I, you had to hold yourself even to a higher standard at that point. You know, even when I was committed, even when I was like, you know, committed to Cal State Fullerton or, or playing on these teams, it was like, I'm still not where I want to be, you know? So like holding yourself to a higher standard was what it told me, you know, taught me a lot. And then, uh, kind of just, you know, never settling. Uh, I think, I don't know, maybe I think you've said this before on one of your podcasts, but uh, you know, you're not working. Well, somebody else is, mm-hmm. somebody else is a hundred percent working and, uh, you take a day off. That person's not taking any days off. So, um, that's, you know, that's the one thing that taught me uh, a ton of, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, from, that's, that's what I took from that. So you, you, you finish out high school, um, on your own accord basically. And now you're playing perfect game, all American you're playing all these big time showcases. What's that kind of like to an average person? Um, because it's basically, that was a precursor to what was you were going into, but it's a, it's a little bit of a taste of this is what it's going to be like. Those games are on ESPN. They're on, you know, the big name shows. Uh, what was that kind of like? You know, you're getting all the free gear. You're, you're linking up with all the, the, the future 2B guys. Uh, what was that kind of like? And, and was, it, was it fun? Was it awesome? What was it like? I mean, you know, it it was unreal. Uh, all the free gear, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think the the most exciting thing to me was being on TV, mm-hmm. letting you know, letting everybody know on Twitter or at school, hey, I'm going to be on. You had to do like a whole bio thing where they ask yeah. all these questions because it's going to be on air. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they give us like little. Uh, they would give us the uh, the bios, the books, the the pamphlets after, you know, like twenty, thirty copies. Hey, here, these are yours, and you could just read it over and over again. So that was cool. You had the baseball cards as well so mm-hmm. you know to see those be sold online at you know 18 years old was like holy smokes this is yeah. this is surreal like this is unreal dude like but yeah like you said being on tv was like the best thing about it because again you could just tell people tune in at seven o'clock i'm gonna be there i'm starting at second base or i'm starting at shortstop um i was blessed to start both of them i, I started shortstop uh at the under armor game and then i started at second base for uh uh, for the perfect game all american game so it was it was cool to just have everybody tell me oh yo i saw you on tv man it was awesome so that was that was that was awesome yeah for me it was just like it was just any other day because of how we like how long i've been through it i would have to wake up as early as you did to leave because our parents didn't want to drive two separate cars we weren't fortunate enough but you know that's just the circumstance of it but like going to the perfect game all american going to the under armor game i it, I can't remember which one was where, but it was, one of them was in San Diego and it was just another drive for me. So I was like, it's cool. But, um, like I said, on the outside, looking in for someone who doesn't see some of that stuff, it's just kind of cool knowing the perspective. So what was it like when you had little kids coming up to you with Sharpies and your, your, your playing card? Well, when you talk about like, it was just a normal day, the perfect example would be our brother, Kenny. He didn't get to, you know, be with us for the you know, first 16 years of our life where, where you, where it was an everyday thing for you. So, um, you know, that was, that was cool too, to have Kenny just kind of experience those next, you know, or sorry, those last like two to three years of high school. So that was, that was cool. Um, but then with the, you know, autographs and all that kind of stuff, it was cool. Uh, it didn't really, you know, hit me until like I was a professional because it was like, okay, well, let me just, you know, these kids heard about me a little bit, whatever. But when I, when I actually got my own card, and like you know, grown men were asking, "Hey, can you sign this? Can you sign this?" <laughs> that was like okay, grown men fanboying over you. Yeah, it was that was a little weird, but it was also like okay, these you know, I'm getting there. I'm getting kind of close to where I want to be. But, Why uh, would you say though it didn't surprise you? Is it because of literally when you were 12 years old, you were already into you that you had a reputation already, so you were kind of used to it. I mean, what six years later, basically, you're you're just like okay, here's another one I have to sign. Not not in a not in like a narcissistic way but you're just kind of a little more used to it at that point right yeah definitely i mean you know not to toot my own horn but like in little league even i was like you know i'm sure you saw with uh you know some of the kids that were there that were there you know i was hitting home runs i was doing all this and these these guys are coming up to me like i was some sort of god after like yo you just took so and so deep man like this is crazy it's like well it's just baseball man so 
Um, that's why I got used to it a little bit because you know my own peers would be would be coming up to me and talking to talking to me like I'm just some like like I'm in the MLB or something. So You're that was deity to them. Yeah, it was yeah, nuts. So when did you know that you were good enough to play after high school? When did you was it was it the perfect game? Was it what what was it for you that you just you said you know what like I'm gonna keep going? Uh, man, I want to say there was one moment. Uh, obviously, when I I think when I committed. Um, and, and I'm, you know, I, you're gonna have to fact check me on this, uh, when I actually committed to Cal State Fullerton, but pretty sure it happened when I was in eighth grade. Um, I, I committed to Cal State Fullerton and, uh. Is that legal? Can we talk about that? Well, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing it now. People are doing it now. You verbally commit. So, okay. you know, they, you can say all you want that you're going there until you sign the papers. It doesn't mean anything. Okay. But so eighth grade was when I knew like, yo, like this is legit. I guess I'm going to go play baseball for a really long time. Um, but there was this one moment, I guess, when we were little in, in, uh, in playing travel ball with the Mustangs. I hit a absolute nuke of a home run. It was like 380 feet for at 12 years old. And I was like, holy smokes, did I just hit a ball 380 feet? Okay, this this seems legit. This might be the thing I might, yeah, might this, go for. This might be, this might be yeah, good. I don't know. I might take a crack at it. Um, so you get drafted right out of high school, um, which – I'm gonna, I'll give you your credit, but it's not uncommon. No. It's, you know, um, just because... There's there, 40 there's, rounds for a reason. Yeah. So, what was what was your first spring training like? Um, kind of going there and, and just... Because you, you hear about it, you watch it on TV. Um, if you're a real baseball fan, you watch spring training. You watch every spring training and you watch the up-and-comers. Because um, it's not like every pro plays. They play might play a, a two, three innings. But what was it kind of like going to your first spring training? I think it's everything you as a, like as a fan you would think of you know think it is. You see all the big league guys walking around. You're in the same locker room as them, and they're just you're, people. They're just people. Yeah. That's that's at the end of the day they're just people. And uh, there's a there's a funny story like my first spring training, me and my roommate Anthony Ray, we went over to Chipotle across from the hotel, and there's the starting third baseman for the Cardinals for the same organization that we play for, and we're fanboying like crazy. Yo, Matt, like. Can you know? You know we are at practice today, dude. It was awesome. You know, nice home run. And he gets that all the time, probably. Exactly. And so it was probably just like he was just like, okay, dude, like you're part of the same organization. Yeah. Like you're you're part of the same organization. Like, you know, relax a little bit. Yeah. And I think we went back to the hotel and we were both just like, hey, let's never do that again. (laughs) Like, how about we never ever fanboy over a guy like that again? So yeah. Um. But then yeah, you you know we we um. We take ground balls in the morning. We're doing our early work in the morning. Uh, yeah, break the, me down. Break me down like a yeah. whole a whole day and kind of the whole spring training process. We wake up usually six o'clock. We get over to the well, you know get breakfast at the at the field. We're getting ready. We're all kind of have an hour to kind of get loose, get stretched out um, inside the clubhouse, and then you walk out. Uh, you know onto the six fields that's that are out there. Six fields. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, it's, it's split up between you know rookie ball to triple A. And obviously the big league guys are, are uh, in, the, in the stadium doing their stuff before the game. But, yeah, get out there. Uh, you stretch catch, all that kind of stuff. Go over some fundamental stuff, whether it be first and third defense, offense, whatever you, you, know, whatever you name. Uh, we did it. Um, you know, a little BP, right, a little ground balls. Come back in for lunch. You know, you're sitting, uh, you're sitting with everybody, getting uh, recouped for a little bit. And then you go back out for another for a game. And, um, you know, it's cool to compete against guys – in the organization, you know, that are at AAA, and I'm only at uh, rookie ball right now. So it was cool to kind of see the way they play the game and, you know, the way the game is actually played at, you know, as you keep getting up more and more AA, AAA, big leagues. Some of the big league guys would come down because they didn't feel like playing in the uh, the actual big league game that day, and they would just get their bats and leave. And I was like, man, how cool to be to just like, hey, Get out of my way! I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get this at bat real quick. Yeah, yeah you're like, hey, you know what? You know, I'm gonna. I'm gonna bat third. Get the our ninth batter out of there. Yeah, you that's know, imagine that. He like, a guy would come to hit. He'd be like, hey, I'm hitting third this inning. Okay, yeah, no problem. <laughs> hey, I'm also hitting third next inning as well. Okay, well, I guess I'll get my bat the fifth inning, right? No, 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 I'm gonna hit that inning too. So I was like, that okay, happens. Well, oh, absolutely. It's like, okay, well, um, I guess I'll just go sit and spin somewhere. So. <laughs> They fucked me, right? Yeah, just yeah. You know, I I'm only in rookie ball. No, no big deal. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I mean, you're you're basically living like rock stars at that point. 
you're you're fed, you're you're this, you're that. What was the training regimen like though? Because um, I'm not sure what high school baseball is like as far as the weight room and all that. But I, I know that you get to a professional level and they expect more out of you. What's that like? Uh, it's kind of the same. Like if if you're first getting drafted out of high school, um, they don't make well. At least for me, we didn't work out too many times a week because uh, we were brand new to it, and um, we're playing five games a week. So high school, you're playing two to three. Do you ever play doubleheaders the same day? Uh, every now and then we would, uh, when it got rained out or something like that. And, and in Florida, you never knew when it was going to rain. And uh, I think I misspoke a little bit. We played, man, we had every Sunday off my first year. So we played, we're playing six games a week. You're talking about a high school kid, even a college guy, who goes from three games every weekend to, to six games a week on a, and one off day. It's a lot of your body, so they tried to only. Did you like us. that though? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. it made us feel like an actual, you know, professional baseball player, putting on the card, you know, putting on the uniform, and and say we're playing. Oh hey, where, who are you guys playing today? Oh, we're playing the Nationals. So that that was awesome, but six games a week compared to the two to three in high school was was a lot. So they tried not to kill us with the with the weight room and all that kind of stuff. But it was an everyday thing or an all day thing. So you're there from the morning till about what time at night? Hmm. Man, we, we, we were there from 7 a.m., and then if we if we had a late game, we, we were probably out of there by 5 o'clock. And that's, you know, for a high school kid, you know, granted it's what we wanted to do. For a high school kid, for just a player in general, that's a long day of and just then, nonstop. And basically when you go, your your body's so done with everything. You're just like, I just want to relax. You're yeah. three hours ahead of everybody else at this. Well, I don't know. It's about spring training, but maybe two, depending on where it's at. Yeah. Um, but just that whole training process it was so new to you but it was like okay like i want to do this and then but did you ever think to yourself looking at a big league you're like hey why is it that i'm thinking this way and they're thinking totally opposite they're like god i don't want to be here sometimes the big leaguers you mean? yeah is it just because you're so wide-eyed to it oh just yeah it's just like you're so brand new to it that's like boom i don't i want to be here every day every single day every single hour of the day it's just like did you watch all the other games that were going on I would, but then I wouldn't because, like I said, you'd be you'd be there, you know, six, you know, almost nine hours, and you just want to go home and sleep so you can be ready for the next day. So home is a hotel, yeah. Yeah, and we, you know, my first year in rookie ball, um, we were like the early games, and then um, in the stadium right next to us would be the the high A team, and they'd be always be playing at seven o'clock. So you wanted to watch them, but it was like a unwritten rule that you just don't go watch the guys that are in the same organization as you at a, at a higher level. It was just, it was weird. There was mm. things you did and didn't I like, do. I feel like you would want to watch them. I feel like, I feel like JV wants to watch varsity play. Yeah, you would, well, in high school, like, that's totally acceptable, but, like, for some reason, for some reason, I just, you know, it was it was weird for, you know, your own teammates to go watch you play at a higher level, and, uh, you know, we just didn't do it. If, mm. if you did, you kind of got looked at sideways. It was weird. That's, mm. I, yeah, like I said, I feel like you would want to watch and just kind of pick up on things and um, watch how a different level competes, but that's fine. Um, so how many seasons did you play uh, minor league ball? So I played from 2013 to 2017, so about four, five, seasons. four seasons, yeah, something like that. And uh, I made it to AAA. You yeah. know, granted, it was only uh, you know three games in AAA, but... You that was know, Memphis, right? Yeah, it was Memphis. We, we At the time, we were in Round Rock, Texas, and... Uh, uh, like I said, I only, only played in one of those three games, but uh, I, I was, you know, if you look at the stats, I was there for three games. So AAA is, you know, where I always say kind of got my highest point. Yeah, we, so like I, like I, was, I told you this last time, our, our dad, we were watching that game. Uh, I think it was the middle game that you would hit the home run. Yeah. And we're, we're watching the at-bat, and he found it online. And you crack the scene, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, f you, yeah!" Like he's screaming, and and I, I was like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "He's just like flooded with all this emotion," and and that was like, "Y'all was your last game?" Uh, in minor league baseball, yeah, like yeah. that was my last official game. Yeah. So, uh, what can you kind of tell people that don't understand like the rockiness and and the bumps and the the, the peaks, the valleys of. One, being alone out there, and when I say alone, it's just people that, you know, these are basically your new teammates, and these are your, this is your new family, let's say. But what's it like being out there alone, basically, and then having to deal with going from kind of a, a weaker regimen as far as training goes to this brand new, uh, I guess, universe where everything just revolves around strictly baseball. There's no school. 
there's no outside distractions un- unless it's your own. What's it like kind of being sucked into this without really being told what, what it's going to be like? The, as simple as I can put it is uh, you're going to have bad days and good days and you're going to have to find some sort of way to have way more better days. And um, that's what I couldn't figure out. I, I would be, you know, I, had, I would have two games in a row where I was like killing it. And then I'd have three in a row where I just could not figure out how to swing the bat or, or throw a baseball, you know, um, hypothetically. Like, I, I could always throw a baseball, but... There's You're throwing some, your own head. Yeah, there was some days you were just like, dude, what's going on? Like, should I even be here? So you've got to find a way to just have better, more better days than you do bad days. And it sounds dumb. It sounds easy to just say, okay, I'm going to have a better day. But when you're going against, you know, in high school, you had an easy day, maybe, you know, every other day. Oh, we're facing guys throwing 92 today. Okay, I'm going to have to strap it on. Oh, hey, we're facing guys throwing 80. Oh, this is cake. So when you got, you know, instead of minor leagues, oh, this guy's throwing 95 today. Oh, man, good luck. Oh, the next guy's throwing 98. Oh, good luck. Oh, this guy's throwing 90. It's like, okay, well, you know, you got to just find a way. You gotta find a way to just get it done, and that's that's with everything in life. Did you, did you at some point find that, and then it kept ha- happening again? So you're like, okay, I have to adjust. I have to adjust. Did you ever find something like that? I just for me, it was like I had a really good start to the season. I would be be killing it at the very beginning, but then just towards the end, the the longevity of the season, how long the travel, oh man, everything oh, like yeah, the sleeping, sleeping in buses, oh sleeping in sleeping in hotels that just absolutely blew and it was just like man like is this worth it and it, at the end of the day it always was but you're you i mean as a baseball player i'm sure any sport you'll never feel 100 percent. you'll never feel 100 percent. so whether it be the bad hotel room or you ate something bad or you just don't feel right uh, i just couldn't figure out how to have more better days than i did bad days no uh that's kind of what it's all about um so that kind of wraps up your, your minor league history there. So um, is there anything that you look back on that you wonder? I'm, I, I'm not going to say you anything you regret because I don't think you regret anything about no. playing the minor leagues. But is there something that you look back that you go, man, I wish I could have done this one specific thing differently that might have changed the outcome? Or, you know, is there something like that that you have in your mind? There's only two things. Um, I feel like I could have worked out harder in the off season. Right in the actual season, it's tough to want to just in the off season when you, you know, can, when you can yeah back. when you come home when you're after your season right you always want to take like a month off and kind of recoup a little bit and then get after in the gym and all that kind of stuff. Uh, from a baseball standpoint, I feel like I worked hard. Like you know, I got my got my hitting done. I got all my throwing in. I got you know live at bats off of teammates or off of guys who were still playing in the minor leagues as well. But from a workout standpoint, there's things I could have done for sure. I could have could have hired a probably better professional uh you know trainer or i could have did or i kind of went to group meetings with some of the guys who were still playing um you know they went to different kind of workouts but um that's one of them and the other thing was um the other thing was uh they turned me into a catcher before they did a pitcher and i wonder i always wonder and if I you would want the other route it would have been better yeah i've wonder, i always wonder if i became a pitcher before i came, became a catcher where i'd be at right now but uh, you know, you can't live Some of that stuff's way. not up to you. Yeah, you can't live that way. You, yeah. It is what it is at the end of the day. Yeah. All right. So, like I said, that wraps that up. We're going to move on now to a, a topic that you wanted to talk about. Um, <laughs> and, no, I'm, you know, and, and I'll jump in. But um, so what you're saying is uh, baseball players can translate to any sport better than any other player. And now let me get, let, let me just make sure I understand the question. You're saying that baseball players can translate, not necessarily be good at, but can translate better. Right. I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying if I played basketball tomorrow, I would be the best player at, you know, El Dorado at the time we were there. It's not what I'm saying at all. But what I'm saying is that I feel like baseball players in general translate better to other sports than than most, you know, than other sports like ba- football to basketball, or football to baseball, or basketball. Football to, to any sport doesn't translate. Football, it doesn't matter. You're too big to do anything. They always say the football player, the the football guys playing this sport, you, right. we laugh. But uh, don't get me wrong. But, you know, I, I'm gonna give you an example. There, I, I forget the guy from the Bucks. I forget his name, but he was Pat Connaughton. Yeah, he was in the minor leagues for baseball, 
right? I'm pretty sure, oh man, I forget honestly who it was with, but he is in the NBA now. Like he's a baseball player first that translates to the NBA or to college and then the NBA. And don't get me wrong, he probably played played basketball when he was younger. He, and he was really good at it. Right. But when you're six five it's it's easy. Yeah, super easy. But <laughs> all I'm saying is man, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use him as an example. Scott, our roommate, you know you know, one of my be- or my best friends, Scott could have translated to any any sport at El Dorado. And and same with me. I could have translated to any sport at El Dorado and been better at that than a football player could have translated to uh, baseball or basketball. Yeah, yeah. You're using the football one a lot, but you're not really throwing the basketball one. I'll use the basketball one. I'll use the basketball one. Yeah. Basketball players at our school could not have have translated to another sport. Maybe you. Maybe you. We We had a lot of baseball guys come into basketball. And this is one of the reasons why I say it. I'm not gonna name. I'm not gonna name names, but there was a, there were a lot of these baseball guys that came into basketball, um, and and I, I hate to say it too, but baseball players had these egos. There was like, hey, you know what? I put tight pants on for a living. Yeah, I throw a ball around. And you're talking it. about. I, I'm gonna step in and. You're and, talking about the bad baseball players. I, but that's that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the fact that you baseball players in general, and it 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 obviously it's 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 uh, uh, what am I trying to say here? It's um, it's by the player, obviously, but I think in general, you look at okay, basketball, is one of if not the only sport where you translate in the blink of an eye, in the in the snap of a finger from offense to defense. Baseball, you go through innings, you go through outs, you so you play one side of the downtime. field. Football is the same thing. There's downtime in basketball. There is downtime. There's free throws. There's dead ball situations. But it, it at the same time, it's it's a lot faster than. An inning in baseball, a free throw in basketball is, is the downtime. Is the downtime, but it's still a lot quicker than a down, and it's still a lot quicker than an inning. Maybe not a down, depending on if it's Dwight Howard shooting free throws or not. But let's say a dead ball situation, you take the ball out of bounds. It's still faster than any other sports downtime. So, so to translate, so to go from from shooting right to you have to sprint your ass off to get back, right? Even the most un uh, unathletic basketball player the biggest guy still has to do it i think putting i, a, like, I think I, like but I think i think putting a pitcher in basketball isn't gonna be good if he's six freaking five six six yeah he's you know you just you know hey we need a center go stick your hands up in the paint there's no five second rule in high school i, just, I feel like you're talking about the stamina now like are you talking about like you know we couldn't you know baseball players stamina you couldn't last in an nba or i'm sorry not an nba just i look high school. at i look at other athletes that play other sports, and, and you sloppy. And, Some of them no, sloppy. Okay, but my point is, I can look at someone based off the way they they dribble. If they dribble like Stanley, <laughs> then I know they're not good. And if they shoot, if they shoot and they shoot with the worst form, I know right off the bat that they're not going to be good. Now, baseball, you have to give it leeway because it's a, it, they're swinging a bat, so there's there's a second object at play here. You're, right, baseball is a hard a second thing to do and ever. third. Yeah, the reaction time is insane. Don't get me wrong. Hit a hit a round ball with a round bat. That's the hardest thing ever. Still under bat, yeah, but it's not as it's not really as round. The dimensions make it a, a round. Yeah, but yeah, that's the hardest thing, thing thing to do in sports. I I don't know what the second hardest thing would be. Maybe you know golf or something like that. Tennis, tennis, but I think tennis players can translate better in, in any sport. Oh, that's you're you're killing me. I don't know. You stick a tennis player out and play defense and basketball, they'll they'll they know how to move laterally, right? I want you to. I'm not saying the swing when you is. You go home. I want you to look at somebody's set step, right? Look up set step on, on Google for a baseball player, and then look at a then look at well, what's, NBA a, what's a set step. A set step is a pre pitch, uh, movement or setup before the ball is thrown, from from the pitcher. If you look at a set step, okay, compared here. to a defensive okay. stance on basketball. They're they're very similar, very so, similar. Okay, so I'm gonna go within just the sport itself. Can a pitcher go out and play second base? Probably not. Hundred percent. Probably not. I think within your even even your own sport, I think I think a pitcher can't go play catcher. I don't think a catcher can go play shortstop. That's my problem because you can stick any any player in on basketball, whether it be a center to a point guard. Now they might not be able to dribble the same way, but the within the sport, it's it's it all can translate, and it all can do the same thing. A center still has to shoot. 
A center still has to play defense. A center still has to shoot free throws. Whether, they, whether they're successful at it, they can still translate. It's still hard for a catcher to get off his ass, excuse me, and go play center field. He, it's just not going to be the same. You lost me there. You lost a, me there. A catcher can't play shortstop. That's not a true no. catcher. Okay, but you were a shortstop who transitioned to a catcher. Correct. A true catcher can't go out and play shortstop. That's I not, don't think it can happen. That's not true at all. I mean, they have good hands. They're, they're catching for a reason. They have good hands. What's, what's the shortstop's best tool? His hands. So, I mean, you tell me. Can a pitcher play the hot corner? 100%. I don't think I've so. Seen it, I've seen it done. I've seen it done. And I'm not talking, like you say, you're talking about a true pitcher going to third base. 100%. 100%. We know the, the positions within the actual game or the positions within, within the actual, within the same sport. That that's no question. Why no is it question. that why is it that pitchers can't hit? Well, because at the at that level, right? At that level they get told, Hey, you don't need to hit anymore. You don't need to hit so you're 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 telling me What about the high school level? High school level, some guys just can't hit. Some guys just can't hit. Some guys just suck. It's the same thing with basketball. Some guys just some guys just suck. They just can't shoot the ba- uh, basketball. Some guys are good locker some, guys. Some guys are, are <laughs> unreal passing Gatorade around. Un- like, just unbelievable. But good just, towel guys. Oh, dude. Oh, man. Great job, Johnny. But, but. Did, uh, you, ever, did you ever have a good locker room guy? A guy oh, that man. worked really hard but just wasn't. Wasn't very good. Am I, am I allowed to say names? You are. As long oh, as you're man. cool with it. Oh, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it, man. Good, good locker room guy was just an absolute nightmare on on, on the field. <sighs> I feel like I know who it is. Who? I'm not gonna say it. Hey, I'm gonna let you say it. You say it, and I'll say, I'll, I'll agree with you. Nah, Tanner Runge. Oh, jeez, dude. Holy smokes, <laughs> Tanner. Tanner might be the you know one of my best friends, worst baseball player I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the worst baseball player I've ever seen in my life. He great locker room guy. Made me laugh, you know, you know, told jokes, but you put a bat in that guy's hand, and look out, <laughs> look out! Like I hope that bat's made of foam. <laughs> Yikes! Who was who was the one player that you you played with that people would wouldn't be like, that's the guy you love playing with the most? Ah, <sighs> it would probably probably be. Um, Man, it'd probably be Scott. But not, I, not a lot of people like look at Scott and think he's like this athletic dude. And I'll be on, you know, I'll, I'll be straight up with him. I don't think you know when I look at him, I'm like, geez, this guy, <laughs> this guy plays third base, <laughs> and he shoots basketballs. He's like, right. But uh, the, you know, he's one of the most athletic people I've ever met in my life. You you've seen him too. You play basketball against him. Obviously, you beat us up every time, but. Uh, you know, people probably look at him and go, like, I'm going to crush this guy. Yeah. And he ends up crushing you. So, um, and then another guy, Anthony Ray. He uh, was a card- you know, the Cardinal with me and uh, skinny black dude. Man, I don't know if he ever lifted a weight in his life, but he could he could run Unreal. like hell and he could every now and then sneak a home run out of there. And uh, he was just a good dude, too. Good yeah. teammate. So, so you're, you're coaching travel ball. Uh, you're also coaching high school. Um, what are the two differences that you see? Um, just in, in the game itself with, at, the, at, at those levels. Um, obviously, you went through it, but what are you seeing now? It's, a way, it's, it's way different. I think all sports are way different now. Um, you look at basketball as of like 2016, basically. The game changed, and now it's just a, a ton of shooting. But what do you see now from travel ball to, to high school? Uh, what are the differences, and what are kind of the similarities, I guess I'll ask? Um, I'll start with the differences. Like The difference between travel ball and high school is travel, travel ball pretty much right now is all me, me, me. Like, I, I need to get mine. I need to get committed. I need, you know, scouts to see me. For good reason or no? Uh, yes and no. Yes and no. Like, you know, I'll use myself as an example. Like, I, yeah, travel ball, I wanted people to see me. But at the same time, I wanted to kick someone's ass. I wanted to beat the other team. You'll be with your boys. Oh, yeah. I mean, we would just, like, we had a really, really good team. And we were all, like, going places. We all had a college we were going to. But at the end of the day, we were just like, dude, I hate that other team. And let's just absolutely kick their ass. Like and we did, <laughs> I mean, you know, the team we had was just unbelievable. I mean, we went to JLs, Junior Olympics, and, and we got like second place like three, four times. It was crazy, but um, um, that's like one of the bigger differences. And in high school, it's all you know, for the most part, from what I've seen, it's it's you know, hey, the team first, team first, especially especially from the coach, uh, you know. And, and for me, I'm a travel ball coach, so it's like I get it. Like I get guys are trying to go to college and. 
you know, they're they're trying to get theirs. But in, in the high school game, it's like, hey, team first. We're trying to win a CIF championship. No one, you know, we're trying to give you memories more than we're trying to give you, you know, uh, your own your own uh, piece of the your product. own accolades. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you're gonna get your accolades if you just put the team first. You know. Yeah, that was my next question. Yeah. So would would some advice that, and I'm sure you coach this way too. Um, do you? Um, do you see it sometimes and you're like, hey, you know what, if you just did it this way, the blueprint's out there for you. If you just did it this way, you're 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 going to get looked at differently. If you just start worrying about hits, maybe you got to sacrifice fly. As long as, you know, you don't have to get the hit. Okay, you got a hit, you got a single, but there's no one on base. It didn't do anything for us. And now we just got our three outs. Now we're going back. As opposed to, hey, you know what, we got a runner on second with one out. Try to move them over. Don't worry about getting the hit so much. Um, is that kind of how you, you, you look at travel ball now and how you try to coach yeah i mean i i coach a 15 year old team and i try to tell them like hey like you know yes it's about you 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 but i promise you like if you stick to a plan you know put the team first i promise you you'll get yours you'll uh you'll end up getting that double you want you'll end up getting that sacrifice you know that home run that you want instead of the sacrifice fly because baseball gods will pay you yeah i mean you know baseball gods man you could you know there's basketball gods football gods all that kind of stuff whatever you whatever you believe in you know those those guys are real. Don't mess with those people. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean the high school level, I try to tell those guys too. Like, use me as an example. Like, if, I promise you, if you just like, well, you school. If you just get your grades done, you'll get the money you want in the long run. I just tell them, use me as an example, man. Like, you know, I'll, I'll be a man about it. I didn't do what I was supposed to do, and I didn't get what I wanted. So let me just tell you, get get what you're supposed to do done, and you'll be where you want to be. Had you wish you had someone that told you that? I did. I had someone. You know, our dad or I had, you know, other uh, other guys who had gone through it uh, before. Uh, and uh, not that I didn't listen, but I didn't listen enough, probably. I didn't yeah. listen hard enough. So I'm hoping whoever um, either listens to this or any of the guys that I'm coaching right now listen to me as well. Yeah. And uh, I'm not their dad or anything, but just like you, you get a guy who's been through it. I want to I wanna take just a little deeper of a listen. Yeah. So And so now what have you learned from from coaching what what's it what has it taught you and and what are you kind of hoping to get out of it um obviously you want to see your kids progress you want to see them um i'm sure you want to see them grow into fine young men before anything else but what has it taught you um either about yourself or just kind of what you're doing um the most you know the thing i uh, i think i've learned the most is it's not just about you it's about uh it's about giving back it's about like you know Given your experiences that you've gone through or had, and you know, making sure that people, other people, learn from it, like we just talked about, and um, you know, I guess the other thing too would be, you know, there is, there is uh, satisfaction in, you know, giving back. Like, there's no, there's no shame in you know, stopping what you're doing, playing, and um, and kind of just teaching, right? And I think there's that that saying, you know, if you can't teach. Or I forget what the those that yeah that, those teach. that can't do teach, and that's you know that's what I am right now. Yeah. I I couldn't do, uh, you know, or I did. You try to go a back level. Yeah, I did to a certain level. Now I'm just trying to teach. Yeah. I'm just trying to teach and give back. Okay, um, and I know you have a bunch of different memories. Um, I know you have a lot of different things that you think of, um, but what would, I guess, if you have two, but let's just say, what if you have? What's the one? best memory you've had um throughout all your levels it could be when you were younger uh high school or you know your minor leagues what was the one best memory that you had playing baseball uh i'd say the one that like really sticks out in my head is um the usa the 16 16u usa baseball um tryouts and like trials and all that kind of stuff the journey that yeah journey. the journey i was 14 years old right trying to make a 16 year old team with guys who were committed to college already i was, i had not even stepped into high school yet and uh, i was playing with those guys that were committed and and uh you know the the francisco lindors and all those kind of guys and um <clears throat> and i was doing really well through the process through, through all the trials and all that kind of stuff but it's still in the back of my head i was like dude there's no way they picked me i'm 14 years old like you know they're gonna pick someone with a little more experience, and um, for me this this moment right here sticks out in my head. They brought us all into a room, right? And I don't know why they did this. They could have did this a totally different way, right? They brought us all into a room. They all told us to sit crisscross applesauce, <laughs> eyes closed. I can't do that now. Bags over our head. No, I was just kidding. <laughs> uh, and 
I was like, <laughs> yo, like, but they did tell us to close our eyes, put our heads down. And they said they're going to call the names out of the guys that made the team. I was like, oh, my God. Are you just going to embarrass me like this? You psychopath. <laughs> so, you you know, so they're calling the names, blah, 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 blah. You know, Francisco Lindor. And I heard that name. I was like, no shot at make it. I'm a freaking shortstop. I'm a shortstop trying to make this team. No shot at make it. And they go through a couple more names. And they're getting down to, like, the last two to three names. I'm just like, yo, get me out of this room. Like, I don't even care if I make it anymore. Just get me out of this room. And... I think it was like the third to last name called and like I opened my eyes and I was like you guys suck <laughs> you guys you guys made a mistake <laughs> this is a terrible mistake you just you know whatever get out of the room man and and um I, I call I call my mom and dad and man they're just ecstatic like dude I'm 14 years old no I don't think I was crying I think it was more just like you guys sure <laughs> you guys sure you want me Chris Rivera now with no yeah now with a C, K not a K I was like, yeah, yeah, it's you, it's you. I was like, okay, well, cool. I guess I'm going to go shit my pants, but uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> GG voice. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like, uh, it was weird because I was 14 years old, like I said, and they were 16, and they really picked me. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, it was it was cool. That's uh, one of the things that's always going to stick in my head. Yeah. All right, before we go, last bit of advice for, uh, um, I guess, you know, young players that are um, – either in your position or looking to kind of um, get themselves where they want to go? The best piece of advice is stop, or sorry, is don't stop playing until they make you stop playing, right? Don't, you know, don't, don't hinder yourself. Don't hinder your career by stopping prematurely because something is, you know, not feeling right. If play until they say you can't play until they say you can't, because the day you stop playing, you're going to wish that, you know, you would never stopped. <clears throat> And I think that goes for all sports. So um, thanks for your time, man. Uh, appreciate it. And um, you guys can follow uh, Chris on Instagram and Twitter. What are, what are you on Instagram? Uh, big, I mean, uh, Chris Rivera 217. And then what are you on Twitter? <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but uh, I think it's the same thing. Chris Rivera 217. Don't you uh, enter underscores? Oh, on you your... know what? On my Instagram, yeah, it's Chris Rivera and then it's three underscores. Okay, and Twitter is just... Twitter is Chris Rivera 217. Okay, all right. Uh, Guys, make sure to follow Chris on Instagram and Twitter. You have it there. I'll also leave it uh, in the bio for you as well. And uh, right before we go, make sure to check out repsports.com for their insane amount of energy uh, drinks, supplements, protein powders, um, anything anything you can think of as far as uh, fitness-related, it'll all be there. And uh, stay tuned for more.